Laudare Vinicere Predicare. That's the motto of the Dominican Order. And uh, this weekend I went down to Peter Maritzburg for uh, a number of things, but one of them being the solemn profession of two of our brothers, brother Kelvin Banda and Isaac Mutello. And we now have brother Kelvin on the line. Good morning, Kelvin. Good morning, Father. How are you this morning? I'm very well. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. What a lovely ceremony we had on Saturday. It was a great, great ceremony. And uh, well, all I can say is welcome now to the community of the solemnly professed brothers of the Dominican Order. We'll, uh, we feel honored and privileged to have you with us. Kelvin, tell us now, uh, what does it mean that you've not taken your solemn vows? I mean, lots of, lots of the people hearing, listening to us now have no idea what this is all about. You've taken solemn vows. How long have you been a Dominican? What has been your journey in the Dominican Order so far? And and why did you choose to be a Dominican? So, come at that from any direction. First and foremost, I joined the Dominican Order in 2010, April. Yes. Under the leadership, under the, the postulantship of Father Jacob's man. We were four, all of us. Mm-hmm. We were four. Yes. Then, 2011... We entered novitiate. The novice master was Father Albert Nolan. Mm-hmm. Then in 2012, we professed, we had our first vows. Then we went to the Tamaris Bay of students and began our philosophy mm-hmm. in 2012. And now I am in the third year of my theology. Okay. Calvin, why did uh, why did you become a Dominican? What attracted you? I, be, I became a Dominican first and foremost because of the charism of the writers to preach the gospel, to preach the truth of Christ. Mm-hmm. As the gospel itself says, the truth and the truth will set you free. And the, the, the writers itself, the film writers, is what really inspired me. And this was... Um, given to me through the Dominican sisters in Zambia who used to come to give retreats and to promote vocations for the girls. And then I asked them if they were very aware of Dominican friars, and they only told me in other parts of Africa other than Zambia, and they gave me the address. But the actual essence of me joining Dominicans is the Doritas itself, preaching okay. the gospel, being at the frontiers of the church. And and now, how how does that how does that feature in your life? Being at the frontiers is a wonderful thought. Um, uh, can you expand a little bit on that? What kind of frontiers are we talking about now? When you talk about the frontiers of the church, is a being apostolic. We need to be evangelic to the world, to preach the gospel of Christ, to be the light of Christ, to, to be to be. The compassionate of Christ, to be the portrait of Christ, to make sure that uh, we are able to challenge the, the bad traditions that oppress people, to bring a new evangelization which can uh, accommodate and be able to associate and bring people into the kingdom of God. Mm. Does this mean that that you feel that the your, your vocation as a Dominican is challenging you? to confront some of the evil situations that we find ourselves in in South Africa and other places? 
I say, do you feel that your vocation as Dominican is calling for you to challenge the bad situations, the evil situations that we find ourselves in, for example, in South Africa or in other parts of Africa? Yes, it's, it's what you... It is what it means to be a Dominican, but because uh, I understand that uh, the Dominican vocation itself is a challenge to an, to an individual leaving it or joining it, mm-hmm. and and concerning the some of the bad and evil situations that are happening in South Africa, as a young man in the Dominican order, I must come up out like the sun when it rises and be able to look at the, these evil situations. Mm-hmm and be able to see the causes of these and challenge those uh, causes of um, bad or evil situations, mm-hmm. such as xenophobia. What are the reasons of xenophobia? Racism, what are, what are the reasons and causes of racism, tribalism, and all that. So as a young man, I must stand out and be able to challenge either through writing, preaching, music, and all that. Mm. What are some of the things you like about the Dominican order, about your Dominican vocation? I mean, one of the things we're talking about now is is studying and uh, and, and preaching and proclaiming in, in this sometimes bad situation that we find ourselves in, which is very similar, as our brother Stan was telling us on Saturday, to the time of St. Dominic. Isn't that so? So talking and preaching to the situation in our country today and in the world today, very similar to the days of St. Dominic. But what are some of the other aspects of your Dominican life that you that you love and that attract you? As being charitable to the poor, mm. accommodation to the poor, mm. to the needy, and to the people that come to the Dominican houses. Mm. If I talk about Amatachelon, where I am, it is not just a house of formation. It is open-handed to the poor, to the needy, to the people that come out of Africa. And it is uh, at a uh, frontiers whereby, in, with, with, uh, because it's an international order, and the, my battalion is at a, at a, at a, um, at a, it is what is treated at a place where everyone is able to come to change. Mm-hmm. Able to bring their problems, whereby we're able to counsel, to do counseling. Okay, so, to them. Yes. So, so, what I, the main aspect that I like, but the aspect of being charitable, accommodation, and the, being there for everyone who comes to us and without rejecting them. Okay, and that is at our priory in Peter Maritzburg, which is called Emma Petelweni. Emma yes. Petelweni. What does it mean? At the frontiers or something, doesn't it? Yes, yes. At the frontiers. <laughs> at the frontiers, at the ends, at the ends. At the ends, that's right, yes. So there it is. That's the priory in Peter Maritzburg. Uh, what, what sort of happens in the priory? I mean, do people just study all the time? Or, or what is characteristic of living in the priory? The characteristics. First and foremost, it, it has to comprise a number of a number of professed brothers, like it has to have not, not less than six priests. Yes. And there is quite a number of professed brothers living there. And again, it has to have a pastoral placement. 
people who can be sent out to go and preach to the, to the child, to, to the needy. People can be who can be sent to the to the hospitals. People can be helping in the in the, in the chaplains with the students, especially because then you DUT. We go there to UDUT to evangelize Christ, to help the students understand the gospel of catechism, and really to, to just to hear their stories about uh, their lives and how they need, they want us to be, how they want us to help them. Yes, in all that way. Uh, what about, I mean, do you all live together like in a hostel? Or, or is there something particular about not, it? Not really. Living in a prayer does not mean living like in a hostel. It's a community life. We live together. Okay. Eat together. Pray together. Mm-hmm. Serve together. And we recreate together. Like uh, on Saturdays, we have uh, evening creations. From Monday to Friday, we have uh, morning prayers. It's communal prayers, afternoon, afternoon prayers, evening. We have even mass and prayer. So it's not living in hostel. It's understanding of one another, living together like Jesus and the apostles. Mm. So community life is really what you're talking about. Living yes. together, a kind of regular life, a community life. There's a life of study, of prayer, and all this goes on in the priory where you are presently being formed yes, as right. a Dominican. Yes. So, how do you feel now that you've made your final profession, your solid profession, as we call it? Final profession? Mm. Uh, you know, ha- having final profession, it's a challenge. Because uh, this, this, this 15, 15 minutes before I went to the chapel to start, to start the profession itself, I was shaking, scared, and I was asking, I'm putting myself in a very big situation. Because to, to be funnel for faith, it's calling me to live an example life other from others, to be a model of others, because others will be looking at me, this, is a, this person is funnel for faith, what kind of life is going to live? Is he going to be a bad person or a good person? So what they're looking at is, a, especially for my younger brothers and people that came to witness, is that good example life, and this is what really I need to live. Mm-hmm. What's really, I'm feeling challenged, really, because yeah. I need to be an example to the world, to the rest of the people that came to my with, mm-hmm. to witness, and of course to the order itself. Mm-hmm. Well, there is something final. Well, something there is something really final about about your final profession, because I mean, this is it. It's like getting married. You see, you know, you you are you are putting that ring on your finger, so to speak, and you're saying, I pledge myself to the church in and through the Dominican order for the rest of my life. And, and that's a serious undertaking, a serious decision that you've made. I didn't get that further. I say it's a serious decision that you've made to commit yeah. yourself for life. It's, it's mm. you know, there's no turning back now. You just have to go forward. I mean, it's, yes. uh, you feel comfortable with that, eh? Yes. You must do, otherwise you wouldn't have gone ahead with this. Kelvin, tell us what are some of your particular interests in life? You mean life as a general? Yeah, life as a Dominican. I mean, I I know you over the years and so on. And uh, 
what are some of the things that you that that you involve yourself in? Uh, maybe some of your your um, um, recreational activities, some of your um, um, uh, relaxation activities. Maybe some particular forms of apostolate that you feel particularly called to. I, for example, am called to radio, and that's my particular gift and talents. What are some of the things that you particularly feel called to? I am. I feel strongly, strongly, particularly called to teaching. I love being with the youth, teaching them, transferring to them the knowledge that I have about something, being questioned about the youth, being found among the youth, and be able to transfer that knowledge that I have learned, that I have acquired, to make them know what I know, and even in... Because uh, when I'm being questioned by the youth, I find that I also gain more from them. Mm. From I feel called to teaching. Yes. Teaching is what I really... What I'm... What I'm passionate about, what I'm passionate about is really teaching, transferring the knowledge that I've gained from the books, from observation... And all that. Yes, okay. All right. And are, are there particular areas of life that you feel, I'd like to go down that route? For example, I know that Brother Isaac, who, was conf who was, uh, made his final profession with you, um, he went to Israel, for, to, to Egypt, for example, to go and do some studies in Islam. Are there any particular areas of interest that interest you? At the moment, um Apart from theology that I'm studying, yeah. my particular interest is to venture into management business strategy, management business strategy, which I feel would add value to my teaching career and to the teaching ministry of the order, mission of the order, because it is through teaching that one will be able to preach the gospel of Christ. Christ is Christ preached the gospel through teaching. He learned from the elders. If you remember, at the age of 12 years old, he was found by his mother and Joseph. Listen to the scribes, and from there, he gained knowledge and went to teach. Therefore, my theology and in what I'm learning is like business strategy management. It's a... Uh, these are all accumulations of knowledge so that I can be able to put the order at another level in the mission of preaching. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Well, I wish you well in that, and let's keep that alive. Do you read much about this? Do you delve into, do you go to the library and find books about this and read up? Do you do much about this interest? What do you do about this interest in your life? Do you... Do you read about it? Do you go to conferences, or, or what do you do about it? I mean, when you read, to, I read. Yeah. I I read. I attend some lectures, some conferences, some short courses. Mm -hmm. Like uh, recently at Saint Joseph, there will be a two weeks uh, conference after we close, yeah. and I'm hoping to attend if possible, mm -hmm. and if chance will be given, so that I can gain something from that and be able to transmit it to others. To others, yes. Okay. 
All right, Calvin, anything else you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? I know you've got to go to school. You've got to go to your classes now. Well, uh, I must show that, and especially to the young men that are listening, that being part of the Dominican Order is the best thing that one can do. Because there's much joy to be a Dominican, to live out an apostolic life, to be an Italian person who moves about with the gospel, listening to Christ in the needy, and reporting to God as Dominican himself. Okay. Calvin, thank you very much for sharing with us this morning. It's lovely talking to you, and it was good being with you on Saturday. And, uh, thank I, you so much. I wish you all the best, you and Isaac, all the best for the future, and to know that we are so happy and delighted to have you as a brother for the rest of our lives. Pleasure. God bless well, you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, you too. Thank you. That was Brother Calvin Banda, who is a Zambian brother, who is studying at Peter Marisburg at Emma Petelweni Priory. And it's now Saturday. He and Brother Isaac Mutelo just made their solemn profession, that's their profession for life as Dominicans, taking uh, on the responsibility of living their vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience for the rest of their lives. Well, we're happy to have them with us, and uh, let's remember them in our prayers. And why not, if there are some people listening to us, you might say to yourself, well, shouldn't I find out something about religious life, about the Oblates, about the Dominicans, the Franciscans? Is God calling you to one or other of these religious congregations or orders to be a priest or a brother, or maybe even a sister if you're a woman?